Welcome to episode 52 of ShimmyCast, the podcast for dancers and fans of Middle Eastern dance. I'm your host, Anala Rabari. Yes, I'm back. Did you miss me? I know you did. Anywho, well, I hope all of you guys had a lovely holiday season. Um, I really enjoyed my time off, and I'd like to thank you for being patient and letting me take some time off. Uh, it was a very productive time for me. I wrote uh, three CD reviews, four book reviews, six DVD reviews, just for you guys. Um, I set up some phone interviews with some dancers that hopefully you will enjoy hearing from. And I worked on some costume repair and some new costume stuff and some choreography. Um, so I've been a busy beaver over the break. And you guys are going to reap the benefits of some of that busyness. Um, as for this week's show, we have two DVD reviews. One is East Coast Tribal, and the other is uh, Rachel Bryce's Belly Dance, Arms, and Posture. We have the usual event announcements, the question of the week, and the last bit of interviews from workshop attendees at the Ariella Workshop in Springfield, Missouri. And the music for this week is from Secret Archives of the Vatican and Head Hat. So let's get started. What do you always have to have in your dance bag? Jenny from the Fort Wayne, Indiana area emailed, I always have to have a coin scarf and a veil. You can't jingle without your coins. And a veil makes every dance beautiful and can be thrown over stretchy pants as a mock skirt when you get out, <laughs> when you go out for a beer after class. As always, Anala, I love your show. Hope you had good holidays and got the rest you so deserve. Well, thank you, Jenny, for that response, and um, I did have really good holidays. Thank you, and uh, you guys may actually hear in a few days after I get this show posted, see a little video from my holiday vacation, just as a little bonus for you guys, something fun to laugh at. <laughs> but back to the question of the week, um, what do I always have to have in my dance bag? Let's see. For my teaching bag, the bag I always take to class, um, I always have to have a metronome, and lately I always have to have earplugs because we're working on the new zill piece, and when you have 20 girls zilling all at the same time, uh, it can get kind of loud, <laughs> and I enjoy my hearing. <laughs> so, and it's not a knock on their plane. They're, they're coming along. It's the, for most of them, it's their first zill piece. And uh, it's mostly just when you have that many people in a small place all trying to zill at the same time, it, it can cause some headaches. In <laughs> um, my performance bag, I always have to have a repair kit and then publicity stuff like postcards or flyers or business cards or things like that. And now your ShimmyCast news. 
February 6th through February 29th, the Billy Dance Superstars will be having various workshops and shows in the United Kingdom, Republic of Georgia, Belgium, Missouri, Ontario, Croatia, California, and Arizona. February 8th, Aphrodisia's A Night of Art, Action, and Belly Dance at Artworks Gallery featuring Serifra Sora Tobias and the Shanty Belly Dance Troupe in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. February 8th through 10th, Gothla U.S., The Conjuring, a celebration of gothic belly dance with Tempest, Sasha, Ariella, and more in Fullerton, California. February 9th, Latifah's Second Saturday Workshop, Beautiful Arms, Effective Entrances and Exits, Millersville, Maryland. February 9th, Mudslide and Purple Camel Bazaar in Kansas City. February 9th through 10th, the MECDA presents Morocco of New York and Workshops in Hofla in San Jose, California. February 14th, Romantic Evening Oasis, Gourmet Desserts, Coffees, Candlelight, Flowers, and an International Dance Showcase by Colorful Waves and Guest Dancers. February 16th, George Lamon Ensemble performs in San Jose, California. February 16th and 17th, the Belly Dancer of the Universe competitions are in Long Beach, California. February 16th and 17th, Caroline Evnoff workshops in Ipswich, Queensland, Australia. February 17th, Drum Solo Workshop with Alexandra King in San Jose, California. February 18th through the 26th, Rock the Boat, 8-Day Mexican Belly Dance Cruise Number 2 with Princess Farhana, Jim Boz, and Sakura of Washington. Sailing from San Diego, California to Alapuco and Mazalano, plus 10 workshops in Mexico. February 22nd through the 24th, Tribal Con 2008 with Jill and Rose of Ultra Gypsy, Zoe Jacks, Myra Butts, Elizabeth Strong, Oka, Mega, Jen Sepandine, Andrea Perkins, Cedio, Salifsoski, Jaws, and more in Decatur, Georgia. Apologize for butchering names. February 22nd through the 24th, Azia in Chicago. February 24th, Delinia in Phoenix, Arizona. February 24th, Ottawa Dancers Bazaar in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. February 29th, the Belly Dance Legends of Sydney charity event with special guest Rosita Ahelier in Roselle, New South Wales, Australia. February 29th through March 2nd, Azia Masterclass, two-day workshop and gala show in Houston, Texas. This has been the ShimmyCast News, and as always, you can find more information about all of these events on our forum board. This week's first review is East Coast Tribal Belly Dance, Basics, Combinations, and Strength Workout, and it is reviewed by Alexel Sama. East Coast Tribal is a unique instructional DVD. 
It is one of the first popularized DVDs to teach tribal fusion choreography for less than 20 bucks. It also encompasses a style unique to Solstice Dance Company. It is important to note that this is not a full representation of tribal belly dance on the East Coast. Rather, it is a unique style of tribal fusion. The video starts out with a thorough warm-up. Many listeners have commented that the warm-up is so thorough that they actually feel like they've gotten a workout by doing the warm-up alone. The warm-up is followed by a set of dance drills put together to strengthen and prepare the body for dance. Next, the choreography is presented, which Sarah breaks down in combinations and teaches step-by-step. Joining her throughout most of the DVD are fellow Solstice members Laura Parker, Amo, and Melissa Randazzo. I really enjoyed her teaching style. Movements are taught by breaking them down into components, exaggerating the movement, and then practicing it at a normal size. This really helps students understand what the movement should feel like. Unfortunately, there were times when I felt she wasn't explaining the movement thoroughly enough, especially the arm undulations. She explains this movement as pulling towards the straight arm and then pushing away. Although you get the basic feel for the movement doing just this, the movement also involves the shoulders and elbows. Still, I felt her upbeat attitude made up for this because the stern-faced stereotype of tribal dancers can make the dance seem intimidating for beginners. Movements included in this video are upper body undulations, the basic Arabic, chest lifts, drops and slides, the side winder, arm undulations, wrist circles, pelvic tucks and undulations, the umi, chest circles, rib cage figure eight, shoulder rolls, snake arms, the three-quarter shimmy, the torso rotations, the hip bump, hips on the up and hips on the down. Special features include a performance by Sarah and biographies for the Solstice Dance Company, Freak Factory, and Sarah herself. Overall, I enjoyed this video and would recommend it to the intermediate dancers or those familiar with basic ATS and tribal fusion steps. The choreography is a little difficult to grasp at first because so many movements are taught in such a small amount of time. Still, if you're looking for some new, if you're looking for some unique combinations to add to your repertoire, I definitely recommend this DVD. If your local dance re- retailer doesn't carry this item, you can purchase this video from Amazon.com, and it is also available for rent on Blockbuster Online. This week's first song is Dance of the Wolf by Hat Head, and it can be found on the podcast Music Safe Network.
This week's second review is Belly Dance Arms and Posture, a practice for carriage, coiling, and serpentine stylization with Rachel Bryce, reviewed by Nala Rabari. This DVD is broken down into six parts. Preparation, dance movement preparation, shoulder sequence, examples of arm placement in dance, practical application, and ending stretches. Both preparation sections and the ending stretch section are further broken down into four sections each. The shoulder sequence is broken into nine sections, and the arm placement section is broken into ten sections. The practical application is not broken down into further sections. Preparation. Before the preparation section begins, there is a short introduction where Rachel advises that you will need a mat and an armless chair or a folded blanket and to use this DVD as part of your practice time to be sure to warm up before trying her arm exercises. Preparation section has a short warm-up section and some yoga positions that concentrate on arm movement. The dance movement prep includes more yoga and stretching movements to help condition the body for dance. For some of the segments of this section, she does warn you of more advanced stretches that are being done and suggests that you stay with the previous stretch if you need to. For the shoulder sequence, you need to sit in an armless chair or on the floor on a folded blanket. This section includes a lot of great shoulder stretches and exercises that will enhance your ability to do arm and shoulder dance moves. Cool down stretches are included in this section. The examples of arm placement in dance starts with Rachel explaining basic dance posture. This section is really just drilling various arm movements that dancers are likely to use in their repertoire. She also breaks down all the components of arm undulations and the sidewinder separately and then has you put them all together. I appreciated this section as I admit I'm bad about forgetting to drill arm movements other than snake arms. The practical application section puts the arm movements together into a combination with a few chest moves and she does go through the combination in smaller segments and then it all together several times. The ending stretches are very nice yoga moves and stretches that will greatly be needed after this jam-packed workout. Bonus features include the ever-present belly dance, superstar store, and other DVD titles also available. But the real bonus feature is a conversation between Rachel and Miles Copeland as she is getting ready. They talk about where she gets her costumes, her jewelry, accessories, how she stretched her earlobes, how much her bracelets weigh, and other things about her performance. The most shocking thing for me was to hear that she still gets stage fright. And I was glad that she shared that because I think it will help a lot of dancers realize they aren't alone and that having stage fright doesn't have to hold them back. I just wish the conversation had been longer. The performance for this DVD was edited less like an MTV music video, so it was easier to see what she was doing. However, the mood of this set, which was dark and hazy, made it a little hard to see what she was doing. Overall, though, I thought the performance was much more enjoyable on this project than her first.
I'd really like to encourage anyone using this DVD to watch it through all the way before trying any of the movements. I think for this particular DVD, it will be important for viewers to see the whole program first so they can then judge their own skill level and strengthen their arms and shoulders and how far they should push themselves with this project in order to avoid injury. Lisette has her in front of a mirror with the camera behind her most of the time, so you can see her from the front and the back very nicely. She uses good illustrative descriptions for the movements. I liked the use of text labels on the screens at the beginning of a new section as a way to help me learn the names of yoga positions and techniques. I felt like she gave detailed instructions on the movements, and she did not rush through the movements as she would repeat the moves several times. I only have a few criticisms of this production. As far as the instruction, I was disappointed that she didn't address the issue of one's hands a lot. In my opinion, the hands are a part of the arm, and the viewer has done all this hard work to accomplish prettier arm positions and movements, and she doesn't tell them how to complete that look by including the hands. In my opinion, this is a fairly big oversight. My other complaint is that there's not enough contrast between the menu sections when they are or aren't highlighted. What I do like about this program is that they include information on the artists, songs, and albums used for the entire production in the credits. I also like that the moves are not rushed through and they are explained in detail. As far as who this video will appeal to, I'm not sure it would be very appealing to beginners of any style of belly dance because it doesn't cover any basic moves. There are no shimmies, no hip lifts or drops, no hip circles. Truthfully, the lower half of the body does not really exist that much in this video other than to pivot the upper body into facing a different direction. So if you want any of that, you won't find it here. I think this video will be better for more experienced dancers who are looking to put those extra touches onto their dance. They know what to do with their feet, hips, abs, and chest, but they need that finishing touch that arms add to the performance. Or if you feel like you need to drill arm moves or be more flexible and serpentine in your arm movements, this video is definitely for you. Emails and feedback. Mert from Arizona posted on the forum board, I just wanted to thank you for creating ShimmyCast. I am probably one of the newest to belly dance, officially two months, and sometimes have felt so isolated and lost. I live on the southeast border of Arizona, 85 miles from Tucson, the bigger city, and I t and am and am attempting to educate, train, experience belly dance on my own. Thank goodness for Tucson and your show. I've listened to it two to three times a day to get caught up. It's so informative and delightful. I know you put a lot of work into it, but it makes me realize I'm not alone, nor is it impossible to connect to the belly dance world with a little effort in you. Keep on keeping on. You are a blessing. Well, thank you for those kind words. Um, I totally sympathize with your feeling of isolation. It's only been since I started ShimmyCast 
that I've had the opportunity to connect with more dancers outside of my own city. And it's always nice to hear that the show is helping other people connect as well. And um, that's the whole reason why I started it. So yay, it's working. And speaking of connecting, I have a request for y'all. I'm going to be doing some traveling this year to various museum conferences. And I want to know if any of you out there are in the Denver, Colorado area, the Washington, D.C. area, and the Birmingham, Alabama area. And these are probably going to be the places I'll be traveling to this year. And um, I'm looking for info on restaurants, and preferably restaurants where dancers will be performing. Um, any classes or workshops that are going to be in these areas. And if anyone in those areas um, are interested in meeting up and going out for coffee or something, that would be cool too. So feel free to start emailing me if you're in those areas and start telling me where I should go and what I should check out. And um, hopefully maybe we'll get to hook up. And if anyone has any comments, suggestions, or feedback, you can send emails to shimmycast at gmail.com, post on the forum board at shimmycast.blogspot.com, and feel free to vote for us on Podcast Alley or Podcast Pickle. And please leave reviews on iTunes, and don't forget about the wrapper map either. So this week we're going to have the final round of interviews from the Springfield, Missouri workshop that I went to, and I hope you enjoy. (laughs) What's your favorite move? My favorite move? That's really hard. I have a lot of favorites. I like more than one. Right. Uh, well, like I love the liquid backwalk. Um, uh, I think I, I love the fluidity of that. I love. Um, I don't know what it's called, but I call it the typewriter. I think it's Zoe is pretty famous for it. It's when you do that. I think it's she does a neck lock and then she does a chest thing and then she like scoots herself over with her hips. It's really cool and it looks like a typewriter. And I, I, I think I think it's really cool. What move was the most challenging for you to learn? Boy, I don't know, just, I know this sounds silly, but figure eights up to down, or anything that's, you know, vertical, because I kind of had a tendency to angle it to one side. Me too. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, like, once I kind of, like, learned to keep my body in one plane, then, like, all the other moves just kind of... They click. They they click a little bit better. (laughs) Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. Um... I forgot my next question. And collide. (laughs) What does your family think of your dancing? Um, My mom thinks it's it's great, but she's worried about me. She always asks me, "It's like, oh, I don't want anybody to, you know, you know, be rude to you or anything like that." I mean, I can tell she's a little bit concerned, but I mean, she 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 does try to support me. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite prop? My favorite prop is a sword. Definitely. I love it. I love the yeah, the real quality of it. I love the stage presence that it kind of brings. Like when somebody walks in the room with a sword, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Um, I just love that. Or anything with fire as well. Yeah. But. What's the most unusual place you've performed? Most unusual place I've performed? I was at an S&M dungeon. I didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't an official performance. It was. It was an after party that just happened to be there, mm-hmm. and I ended up. Uh, the DJ was good. The music was good, and I ended up dancing for about three hours. But I think that, I, 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably so. What five things do you think make a good belly dancer? What five things? Let me see. Muscle control. Um, isolation. The ability to isolate movements. Um, arms. Stage presence. I think stage presence is really the number one thing that you have to do for it. Um, stage presence and self-confidence are kind of wrapped up into one, I guess. Um, because, I mean, I've, I've seen dancers that are really, I mean, they're not that great technically, but, I mean, they light up the room, and it's, it's, it's exciting to watch them. It's captivating. Um, basically, a choreography with a purpose, with a statement. I mean, like, have the statement come, ac- come across. That's, that's basically... It. I mean, you're, you're, you're a performer, and you're, you choose to perform through dance. Good, good idea. Barefoot or shoes? Barefoot or huge goth combat boots? <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a good answer. What advice would you give to beginning dancers? Um, I would definitely say... Have self-confidence. Everybody has ups and downs during dance. I mean, I was talking to Ariella the other day. I mean, she's been dancing for like 10 years, and she's like absolutely amazing. And she was telling me, I mean, that she does also go through, you know, dance funks. I mean, you're starting to get something, you get really excited, and then something does not happen, or what you had already gotten starts to mess up. Just stick with it, stick it out. That's only going to make you stronger. And every time that you overcome a bout of the bliss... (laughs) you will become a stronger dancer. That's good advice, good advice. Choreography or improv? I'm a procrastinator. Every single time is mostly improv. Sometimes it's informed improv. Uh, Sometimes there's loose choreography. I break up the song. I know what I want to do in each section, and then I just go with it. I think there's... I, I, I absolutely love the feeling that you get when you're just working in the in the moment. So how did you get into the whole costuming thing? Um, I um, I don't know. I uh, I always wanted to sew. Um, that's not a good answer. <laughs> well, there it is. And I mean, I, mean, I, I well, let me ask you this. So you seem to have such a unique style. Is it because you just weren't seeing other people making the kind of stuff that you wanted to wear? Um, well, no, it really wasn't about that. Um, what really got me into costuming was when I started in belly dance, and I started seeing so many different things out there that were really, really awesome. And uh, well, part of the time, I couldn't really afford them, or I didn't know where to get them or anything like that. Or I figured, mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? That would look great if you paired it with this or with that, and you made this and made that. Or, hey, I saw this fabric the other day, and it was completely awesome. So I just started experimenting with that, going with that, and, um, and learning how to sew to be able to make like my vision come across through things and that's why I got it. That's why my favorite thing is really custom design. I don't really want to make, you know, 25 millions of the same mm-hmm. pair of pants so everybody can have the same pair of pants. I think that's, that's horribly boring to me, you know. It's like, it might not be the right black. You want black with sparkles and you want them a little bit lower, a little bit higher. Right. Open somewhere with laces somewhere, grommage, sequins, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to me and my listeners. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for interviewing. That's okay. That's okay. It was fabulous. And we are definitely going to keep you guys apprised of her website and everything. And so you guys can go check it out and see her really cool designs. Because I'm telling you, they are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, come check it out. 
Um, let's see. What music are you currently listening to? Oh, oh gosh. I just <laughs> got the Antique Beats um, from Amazon like a week ago, and I'm absolutely in love with it. Uh, I can't say enough good things about the CD. I've been just playing it over and over. It's one of those CDs where normally when I buy a CD, I might find one or two songs on the whole CD that I like. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I'm lucky, there'll be three that I consider you know, something I might use. This one, it's like, oh, there might be two that aren't totally intriguing, but it's like, oh, I want to do a choreography to that, and oh, I want to dance to that one. And so th- that's my, my new favorite CD. And I also like another CD that's mainly percussion done by uh, a person who's not very well known. Um, it's called Gadja for Poi. And uh, I actually met this guy. He's from Detroit um, at our local Renaissance Festival. And I would love to pronounce his last name, and I'll butcher it, but it's David Masayak something like that. It, it, uh, I'm not sure what nationality it is, but it's, it's kind of a, an odd spelling. But he uh, has a real passion for, for drumming, and he made the CD after only taking up Middle Eastern drumming for like three months. He was a regular, like, a, uh, what do you call it, when they trap set drummer, you know, and then he fell in love with Middle Eastern drumming, and he did the CD, which every time I play it, I, I sell them. People are like, oh, what's, well, who's this, who's this, and, and it, it, it's such a great sounding drumming CD that um, he's another one of my favorites, so. Good, good. What's the most, and where's the most unusual place you've performed? Oh, gosh. Um most unusual um i can't think of anything off the top of my head but i did perform at a convention for uh silpata jewelry (laughs) (laughs) and it was kind of interesting because they were doing this mardi gras theme and so they had all these different performers like silt walkers and fire breathers and stuff like that and and so it was just kind of like a mishmash of, of people and, and all these women are, you know, seemingly fairly conservative and, yeah. and uh, but they loved it, so. Okay, these are going to be rapid fire questions. Your favorite move? Probably an undulation. Your favorite prop? The sword. What move challenged you the most to learn? Probably layering. Um, I can't think of uh, doing like shimmies with uh, undulations on them, which now I can do like a piece of cake because they were challenging, so I wanted to do them a whole lot. Oh, and then there's a few that I can't do, like uh, the the whole drop backbend. That's actually something that I'd like to be able to do a backbend and then drop and then come up from that because I can't do that, so... <laughs> Uh, barefoot or shoes? Always barefoot. <laughs> what one thing do you always have to have in your dance bag? Wax for my sword. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, one last question. What five things do you think make a good belly dancer? Posture, strong arms, and tension all the way out to the fingers posture, 
<laughs> good entrance and exits off the stage and posture. <laughs> you can you can have I've seen dancers who've been dancing 20 plus years and they've got their chin sticking out and they have really crappy posture and they can sit there and do really hard moves but if they don't have good posture they look like they just started dancing. And you can take a dancer who's only got the basics down and if she has really good posture she looks like a million bucks compared to the dancer who has a lot more years experience and who doesn't have good posture. Um, also, if you have really good music and a really good costume, you can get away with a lot. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you for taking the time to let me interview you and talk to my listeners. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you. you guys enjoyed those interviews and I'm going to have some more interviews to share with you soon and um, I wanted to let you guys know that I haven't forgot about doing articles it's just recently I've had a lot of great opportunities to interview various dancers and I can never pass up the chance to talk to another dancer about how they feel about the dance and I hope you guys are enjoying listening to them as much as I've been enjoying talking to these dancers um and articles also take a lot of time and work <laughs> to write. And everyone who has written articles for the show always wants to thoroughly research a topic as much as they can in order um, to submit the best article possible. And sometimes that just takes time. So we appreciate your patience. And if you are getting sick of the interviews, feel free to email me and be like, dang it, get back to writing some articles. And I will promise I, I will force myself to sit down and write some more. <laughs> and speaking of uh, writing, I wanted to ask if anyone out there has book or CD reviews that they would like to submit. Please feel free to do that. Um, I have quite a stack of DVD reviews, but I really would like to offer you guys more CD and book reviews. So if anybody has CD book reviews they'd like to submit, please feel free. Um, as well as if you have like uh, vendor reviews or workshop reviews, those would be greatly appreciated too. Just trying to make sure you guys are getting like a variety of reviews so we don't just focus on the DVDs. And I hope you guys enjoyed this week's show. For now, it's time for the question of the week. This question was posted on the forum board by Miss Boo in New York. And the question is, what has your greatest dance epiphany been? I know, it's a tough one. I've been thinking about it for like a month now. <laughs> so, But I promise I'll have an answer by the next show. And for you guys to answer, you can send emails to shimmycast at gmail.com or go post on the forum board at shimmycast.blogspot.com. Finally, it's time for the last music pick of the week. This song is The Sheik and the Two Black Hounds by the Secret Archives of the Vatican, and it can be found on the podcast Music Safe Network. And I'm realizing that both songs 
have something to do with canines in the title. I don't know. I guess I was just on a canine trip this week. (laughs) But I think they're pretty cool songs, and I hope you guys enjoy. And until next time, this is Anala Rabari saying shimmy on.
again for listening to ShimmyCast. You can leave us feedback at shimmycast at gmail.com and be sure to visit our website and forum at www.shimmycast.blogspot.com. Remember, the opinions expressed are those of the host and the podcast crew. Thanks again.